Whenever, Zach, you're ready, I'm ready to talk about Chappie. I guess. I hate you so much. (laughs) All right. Hello and everyone, and welcome everybody to this week's episode of the World's Strongest Podcast. I am your host, Zach, and these are my co-host, Chase. Hi, it's me. And Thomas. Howdy ho. All right, today this is our seventh episode, Big Seven. Uh, It doesn't really have, I guess there are seven Dragon Balls. So that has some significance. <laughs> Every multiple seven of seven, I'm just going to say something about it. And maybe I'll put in a little sound effect in post if I feel like doing it. Yeah, be like, this is the special Dragon Ball episode. It's the seventh one. <laughs> everybody make a wish. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> you and I both know you won't remember to do that. Make a wish. <laughs> Let's just, yeah, just get more aggressive about it every single time. I mean, <laughs> I could put a note down. And just let myself know to do this every seven episodes. You could. I'm not going to like you. We have that ability. This is the future. But will you? I mean, maybe. I might be writing it right now. Do you want to hear some just interesting trivia for this episode real quick? Oh, uh, for this episode of this podcast or the episodes of the Uh, show we're about to discuss? Episode 17 of Dragon Ball. So this episode will be episode 17, 18, and 19. And we're starting with episode 17, Milk Delivery. Chase, go. Do do you want to hear? This was uh, English air date for this was September 11th, 2001. (laughs) Just thought that'd be a little fun fact for the kids. This is a... Is there a term for fun facts that are neither fun? I was going to say nor facts, but no, that was a fact. So this that is wasn't fun. a fact. He was not or what if it wasn't? Fun. What if I lied? Maybe it was an opinion. <laughs> what do you have to gain? <laughs> Anarchy. It's like, this should have aired on 9-11, and here's why. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it did. This episode so. is bad. <laughs> I'm not saying this episode was a reason it happened, but I'm saying there are viable <laughs> conspiracy theories out there. If you look but throughout this episode... one could make the case. <laughs> one could make the case. If you look throughout this episode, there are clues that Goku did 9-11. We all know. <laughs> if you see the zigzag in the tree pattern... <laughs> We're getting join, ahead of ourselves. Join us folks. in episode 8 where we build a Pepe One tree's the tower, us. you see. <laughs> Alright, go ahead. This is maybe the worst bit we've done. <laughs> Since the start of the podcast. Which, yeah, this is true. Yeah, actually. So far. Well, I'm going to get us back on track by talking about this 9-11 episode, Milk Delivery. <laughs> uh, with everyone recovered from the pufferfish incident that ended the last episode, the boys get some rest before their training exercise begins at dawn. Krillin kicks Roshi in his sleep. Uh, wait, no, I think I got that backwards. I think Roshi kicks kill cr- kicks Krillin in his sleep to wake him up. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 Krillin does kick Roshi. Because Krillin is, like, asleep and, like, kicks him, and Roshi straight up is like, I think he kicks harder when he's asleep than oh, when yeah, he's awake. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus, mm-hmm. Roshi. Brutal. Yeah. Roshi has no chill, as we discover many, many times. Look, Roshi does not have a chill, and that's why he's the greatest martial artist to ever live. <laughs> um... Launch tucks Goku in and kisses him on the cheek. Uh, and Launch is like, oh, I hope I don't disturb him. Uh, by the way, the sleeping situation in Kame House. Krillin is sleeping with Roshi in one bed. And no, Goku, on the floor. They're, yeah, they're just no, on, they're the on the floor. floor. Sorry. And Goku is sleeping with Launch in a bed. I don't know how Goku got the coveted bed spot. But because he's Goku like, and the only one there who's not a something. pervert. Yeah, that's true. He is the only one of them that is not a pervert. He's the only one I would trust in that position. I just so don't know how they worked it out because Roshi and Krillin would bet definitely both be like, I want that because they suck. 
<laughs> that or both of them are far too afraid of blonde launch to go anywhere near that. You know, that's fair. Um, as we'll see. Oh, and Goku dreams of good food. It's like the one thing he says in his sleep, he just goes, good food. And like that stood out to me. <laughs> because yeah, that is always thinking about it. Look, it is one it's of the most Goku, Goku moments. <laughs> just dreaming about food. Yeah. <laughs> just thinking about her again. <laughs> oh, and then the, the narrator chimes back in after doing the recap, which I've stopped noting that the narrator does recaps because strangely, like starting. I would say nearish the end of the pilaf arc, all of a sudden the narrator chimes in at the start of every episode, which was not the case yeah. in the first couple episodes. About the penultimate episode of the pilaf one, he started chiming in. Mm -hmm. And now it's just a thing. Yeah, now it's just every single episode he gives a recap. Um, I don't know if that's how it was in the original. I'd be interested to look at the sub and see if, like, did they always have a narrator or what? So, I mean, like, that's going to be a thing when we get into, like, the Dragon Ball Z dub, is that the OG dub of that sometimes added dialogue where there wasn't, um, just, like, it, people's inner thoughts to try to explain things further for reasons. Because <laughs> um, otherwise the kids won't understand what's happening, because kids are dumb. Yeah, it's like the theatrical cut of Blade Runner, just throwing in a board... Uh, Harrison Ford. It is also Harrison Ford who does all of the additional dialogue. In the Z-dub. I'm kidding. That's not true. This podcast we'll is full of lies. See, a bored Harrison Ford is, it not, is redundant. <laughs> that's true. Harrison Ford's just grumpy all the time. That's his new... That's him. That's just what he became. Yeah, he said, you're always about to say new. And I was like, I think this is how he's literally <laughs> always been. He was just born an old man. <laughs> he's like... Yeah, just I took hate, him a while to grow into his body. I hate Han Solo. And they're like, sir, we're paying you a couple million dollars to come back and play him. You better kill him. On my boy. <laughs> God. All right. Well, anyway, back to the, the matter at hand. Uh, the narrator chimes right back in to be like, this first day will be filled with hard work and danger. Which, if I'm remembering correctly, he does put a similar level of emphasis to that on danger. Yeah, which is <laughs> weird that this one is not really filled with danger. Not really. Yeah, there's well, a little bit of danger. There's definitely some danger, but I will agree that it's not it's as dangerous kind of as previous episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, at dawn, a rooster crows. Fun little detail, <laughs> and Roshi wakes everybody up to start their training. Krillin is griping. Is when dawn breaks. Oh yeah, yeah. They they, they later Which establish it in another seems episode. Seems kind of early. Yeah, like would dawn like, even be up? How far north or south are they? I feel uh, there like... are three suns in the Dragon Ball universe. That's not true. There's not. Sorry, That's there are ten suns in the Dragon Ball universe. That's <laughs> better. See, yeah. get your facts right. Dragon Ball takes place on Tatooine, as we all know. Yeah. But, like, five Tatooines. We have no together. idea how many times the sun goes around the fucking planet in Dragon Ball. This is true. We don't know what, like... Obviously, their environment has a lot more oxygen because they have things like dinosaurs, which require, like, a greater amount of oxygen in the atmosphere to get as large as they do. Yeah. So if that's that's one assured and fact. They get big. Yeah, they do. Which explains why everyone gets so big and punch boyy. It's all the oxygen. Go straight to their head. Huh. Go straight to their head. Although adult Goku is only five nine. Fun fact. He's a bit of a manlet. Yeah, I think adult Vegeta is like five six. Yeah, actually Vegeta is a short king in the truest sense. <laughs> In the absolute truest sense, Vegeta is. 
Although I think like Krillin's a short god. I think Krillin's like probably less than five foot, if not like right at. Yeah, five he's got to be like five based on the height of everybody else. Yeah, I think yeah. he's just like a, a flat fiver. I think I think so. But anyway, uh, Krillin is griping like a bitch as soon as he gets up. He's like, ah, whatever. And I'm like, dude, you've been training at a monastery. I feel like this should be normal for you. Or sorry, the magical oh. Orin Temple. Yeah, it's not a monastery. It's a yeah, Orin it's not, Temple. It's, yeah, a it's magical one of those lackadaisical temple. ones. <laughs> God. Uh, Roshi goes to wake up Goku. And Roshi is all upset that Goku gets to sleep in the bed with Launch. And now he's going to try to get a peek because it's still Master Roshi. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So it's he, rough he, because it's like all of Goku's shittiness has now been put onto Master Roshi, but he's more lecherous and creepy. Yeah, well, Goku was just completely like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Innocent? Yeah, I guess. Like, he's just didn't know any better. Ignorant. Yeah. yeah. A caveman. Naive, I feel like, has a Dumb more positive fuck. connotation. He's, oh, he's <laughs> yeah. And also literally grew up just in a hut in the woods with his grandpa for like 10, 11 years. I don't know how old Goku's supposed to be at this point. Um, Probably 10 or 11. We don't know when his grandpa died, though. <laughs> the only time just, I know... That's a nebulous point in the past. ...is that Goku is in his like mid-40s at the time of Dragon Ball Super Broly. But that's God, the only time I really 40s. know. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they they show like a timeline time. on screen and let you know how much time has passed between the intro and Goku is twelve when the movie takes place, which would establish that Goku and Vegeta okay. are both like forty five. Well, I guess there was the seven year jump and boo. Okay, mm. yeah, that that makes more but sense. But anyway, now. that's we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Wait, also pause. I know I just um, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. But so I do have Roshi to get this peeks out of through the little okay like keyhole. Of the door to the room, Thomas. Which, Thomas. like, I don't know when Thomas. keys used to be this big. This is not a Dragon Ball thing. Thomas, this can you is hear like us? Thomas. Can you? Hear I've us? never seen a keyhole large enough to peek through. He's, he can't as hear well us. as I feel like he any can't keyhole that you could just see through. Like, where's the we... latch? Where's the lock mechanism? Um, but that's another question. Thomas. What? Thomas. Hello. Oh, could you hear us? No. We were trying to say something, and then you just kind of powered over us. I literally could not hear you for a second. Yeah, um, we, I was like, we were like, we were like, oh, I have like one thing to say, and then you kept going. I was like, oh, this is a bit, and then Zach was like, trying to talk too, and then you just kept going. We we're like, oh, I don't think this is a bit anymore. Can, can he, Thomas? Can you hear us? And you just keep going. No, I think somehow, like somehow, it'll happen that with my headset, like it's got one of those little like wheels on the side for its volume, oh, and sometimes it'll yeah. just brush on my shirt and turn itself down. It almost never oh, turns okay. itself up. So, if I ever can't yeah. hear you all of a sudden, that's usually what happened. Gotcha, yeah. Because you're, I was like, oh, I actually want to talk about something about that age thing. And then you just kept going. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, what about the age thing do you want to talk about? Let's go back. Oh, I was, I was just literally going to be like, you know, there's a time skip, right? When Boo happens, like seven years. But do yeah. people age when they're dead? Was my actual question to ask. Like right before uh, Boo happens? Well, uh, yeah, like he—he's dead during that time. He's no live man. That he's is, dead man. That is a good question. That was physically forty. Just like physically, in probably not. But well, for e for ease of uh, just for ease of bookkeeping, I'd continue them just from birth date if they get brought back to life. Because otherwise, you got to start adding a whole bunch of addendums. I, I mean, would. 
then you've also got the time chamber to bring into the equation where That's we true. have he seen did. certifiably people do age because Gohan did get older in that year that he's in there. Well, yeah, he's, he spent a whole year in there. His body wouldn't be like, it's just been a second. Like, he did spend a year in there. Mm-hmm. But do you but, think, um, Go- I'm going to put this up to Goku just trains a lot in the hyperbolic time chamber without really telling anyone, and that's why he ages quickly. <laughs> that's how he stays so far ahead of everybody. Well, as a staff, he's, not a- he's not actually that much better. He's just been training for 20 years longer than everybody else. Well, I mean, there is, like, as established in the last couple episodes of Z, which take place after what Super is currently, like, that, where that timeline is occupying. Yeah, the Oob arc. And, like, right at the beginning of that, and I think I've said this already on the podcast before, but to reestablish, <laughs> Saiyans basically, like, age normally until they hit, like, their mid-twenties. Then they, physically speaking, like, stop aging almost. Or, like, age so slowly you don't even notice. And then they hit, like, age 80, and then they age really, really fast. <laughs> so yeah. weird. It's like, they, they stay in their, like, peak fighting condition for decades. But then all the aging happens at once. Basically, all the aging that they didn't do during that time happens in the course of, like, two years. Gross. Yeah. Um, that's bring shriveled skeleton, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, then we have to start talking about the Dragon Ball Online continuity, and that's a whole thing. Which, Let's not. before you're like, that's not canon, Toriyama wrote it. So... <laughs> Wait, what did he write? Say again? He wrote the expanded lore to talk about the time period between when Dragon Ball ends and Dragon Ball Online starts, which was an MMO that was released in Japan and then came out here for a little bit. And they have their own lore about what happened between the end of the Oob stuff and all the way into that, that I'm pretty sure also disregards GT. (laughs) Because everything else does. We'll be watching it. We'll we'll pour one out then. Yeah. Probably pour one out down my throat so that I can become intoxicated enough to watch Dragon Ball GT. You but, should get drunk while we watch these. Yeah, you're right. This should be a drunk <laughs> Dragon Ball podcast. That's how it gets to become oh, the world's God. strongest. Changing our name to world's drunkest podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Um. so Roshi goes to wake up. Goku, he looks through the keyhole, which as I went on my ramble when I couldn't hear you guys about how like keyholes that are too big to work as a keyhole. Uh, I don't know if y'all had any thoughts on that matter. You can keep going. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't need this to go on my. You, dog. I don't need to go on my key-based yeah. plot point rant again. Yeah, you can go on your whole rant later. <laughs> um, Roshi just sees launches general form. And is like, I'm I'm going to go take a look at this, because he's Roshi, um, and a pervert. Yeah. Um, so Roshi's like, I wonder what Launch wears while she sleeps, and is like pulling off the covers, and then sees that Launch sneezed in her sleep at some point, and became Blonde Launch. So now he's is like... sneezing in your sleep a thing? I, I don't know. That's not yes. a thing, right? I wouldn't know. I'm asleep during that time, so I can't record it. <laughs> I could put I mean, up a you figured you'd wake up. Can right? you sneeze in your sleep? We don't sneeze when we are sleeping. Well, okay. <laughs> a launch. Well, does. this is how we know it's a work of fiction. <laughs> Good job, Toriyama. You fucked it again. Uh, yeah, fucking. It's all like you the forgot science. basic human anatomy. He gets all the other science right, but this yeah, one little bit of science. One. God. Um. Also, so, wait. 
Pause. I'm so sorry, but the thing clicked in my. I looked at my notes and it clicked <laughs> in my head again. I figured out the gun problem, right? How everyone has rocket launchers. They're capsules. There we go. That's what I have. That's my theory. You know what? That makes sense. It's more. It's not so much how do they store them because they have built in the capsule excuse. My yeah. question would be how do they acquire them? I I bet you, it is just like in Texas. You just go to the store and buy a capsule. Yeah. But it's just a nine millimeter Beretta. They go to they go to Dragon Walmart and just buy one. Yeah, <laughs> Dragon Mart. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just gonna be thinking about that. It's a reference That's to Dragon have, Soul, one of the openers of Dragon Ball Z Kai. Um, anyway, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> All right, look, we're moving on. We're moving on. This is this. Are there's we? no bit here. It's just I know too many openers for the Dragon Ball franchise. It's fine. Um, Roshi gets a big stick. That he just has. Um, he just, like, picks up a broom. Well, it's yeah. not even a... Because there's no, like, broom part on it, to my memory. Like, there's no, like, bristles. No, there was definitely a broom part. Oh, there was? Yeah. Look. He just, like, picks up a broom. A very long broom. As previously established, I write the summaries of these episodes, so half the time I'm just listening because I gotta type while I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, there's a lot of visual gags that escape me. Um, so, Roshi gets a broom... And he's trying to just tap Goku on the face to wake him up for training without waking up launch. Uh, but Goku <laughs> is a dumb idiot, though, and wakes her up. That is exactly what I wrote. Because Goku wakes up and he's like, oh, hey, Master Roshi. <laughs> Roshi's like, quiet, quiet, quiet. And he's like pointing at launch. And he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, he's <laughs> like, doing the like finger to lip, right? Like, this is your quiet noise. And Goku's like, it's so good to be alive today and friends with everyone here. He does straight up I talk sure about do how like great. not being shot. Yeah. Um, and that's when Lotch wakes up. Uh and she's like, How did you get here, Goku? Because Blonde Lotch and Blue Lotch don't share all of the same memories, apparently. There there seems to be some overlap in what each of them remember, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of gaps. Yeah. Um and he's like, oh, I slept here because uh, you asked me to. Uh, and he's like, or because we had two blankets and you agreed. Yeah. Um, and then Launch is like, yeah, you're a perv. Which, like, this is the one person in the house that is not a perv. Don't you say, like, lame excuse, you little hedgehog? And then pulls out a Something gat. like that, yes. She does call him a hedgehog. And then she, and then she pulls a pistol out from under the pillow. Which, I mean, that means Blue Launch had to store that there, right? Correct. Um, unless she, like, sneezed in her sleep, woke up, grabbed a gun, thinking, yeah, I'm gonna need this. Not noticed that Goku was there and just went back to sleep. I imagine there's little hints of each launch in both launches. So, like, Blonde Launch might still do something nice or feel some connection to these people. Which is why she doesn't just immediately bolt. But Blue <laughs> Launch still feels the urge to create chaos. Which is why there was a gun under the pillow. As we all know, yeah, Blonde Launch is the good launch. She's a murderer. Yes, Blonde Launch <laughs> and is stands the good. up for herself. Blue Launch might actually be our secret killer who's hiding guns everywhere. I mean, it's certainly it's it's in the text. It could be that it could be that Blue Launch is so nice, just trying to be so nice and helpful to everyone that she's like. Well, if I sneeze, blonde me is gonna want this gun. <laughs> so yeah. she put it there. Yeah. <laughs> and I can almost believe that. 
Like, if I sneeze, my friend's gonna want this cool gun. My friend I, I, being me, but blonde. You know what? We have no evidence to the contrary, so I'm going to believe that that is why the gun is there. Yeah, now we have two fact. theories we're going to have to test out. We have one, which is blonde launch, or good launch is so good that she's gonna give blonde launch guns, which A, plausible, or B, blonde launch carries guns to protect herself from blue launch, who's actually the real sociopath. <laughs> That would be my favorite, and I believe it 100%. Blonde Launch is just the patsy jaded by years and years of being hounded for Blue Launch's misdeeds. (laughs) God, can you imagine? Can you imagine (laughs) the plot twist and a half and, like, blue-haired Launch is the final villain of Dragon Ball? (laughs) You see, like, they're like, one day Goku looks at her, because you haven't seen her in so long, and he finally sees the god key on her. (laughs) plays like the fucking impending doom music alright alright Beerus it's time for our rematch and then Beerus just implodes and blue launches behind him (laughs) bum 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 (laughs) hard cuts they never make another Dragon Ball episode again (laughs) honestly that would be the best way to end the franchise smash cut to black soprano style yeah fun fact uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but Launch does not appear in Dragon Ball Z until like a couple quick cuts, I think, near the end, where it just cuts away and she's there. Yeah. Um, the reason that this happened, someone asked Toriyama why Launch, an important character in Dragon Ball, never played a big role in Z. And Toriyama's actual response was, I forgot about Launch. Just straight uh, up, he forgot that was a character he made. Now, it's mind you, depressing. when he's writing the manga, there was no gap in between the end of what we recognize as Dragon Ball and the end of what we recognize as Dragon Ball Z. So he just forgot about a major character in, like, a couple weeks. Yeah, I think there was literally, like, a few weeks in between, like, the end of the King Piccolo stuff and the beginning of the Raditz slash Saiyan arcs. Which is, that is fucking crazy. It's honestly impressive. How much of... ever shown up in Super as well, I believe. No. I think... No. Maybe there was one shot that showed launch in Super somewhere, but I might just be misremembering it. She's basically just an Easter egg at this point. Yeah, just like she kind of still exists. That's <laughs> you it. know, doing her doing her crime bads, supposedly. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but then launch blonde launch. Now getting back to the plot. Uh, pulls out her gun from under the pillow that either was left there by blue-haired Launch or stored there by some subconscious effort of Blonde Launch to defend herself from blue Launch um, and starts shooting at him. I think this is where... Yeah, it's like right when she grabs the pillow, she's like, you dumb hedgehog, because that's like where I wrote that in my notes because I, <laughs> yeah. I, I was not going to forget that line. It's um, a good line. And Goku just one kick knocks her unconscious. So at this point, they're a little more adept at dealing yeah, with he Redcocks He red hot kicks her straight in the fucking <laughs> yep. face. Just launches himself through the air foot first and just straight up knocks her out. It's it's incredible. Um, That's how we save the day. Yeah. Roshi gets <laughs> mad at Goku for hurting a woman and now is being a pervert again. And he's like, I'm going to touch this titty. Um, this goes to molest an unconscious from beating a beaten unconscious woman on his floor but just before he can do that goku's like aren't we gonna train and roshi's like um uh and he like sticks his finger in his mouth and does like a oh the the wind's coming from the south uh he's like like, gotta think quick roshi he's like oh it's a high wind to the southeast with a low barometer and you're like what it's the best he can think of in the middle of his own house it is wonderful (laughs) 
uh, how awful it is. And he's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> so now Roshi is outside with Goku and Krillin, and Roshi starts to, like, outline their training. So, uh, first of all, he's like, y'all don't fight to hurt people. Y'all don't start fights. Like, y'all are fighting, but y'all also need to master inner peace. Um... Like, that's definitely not where Goku eventually gets with this. About to say, a lesson that Goku never really takes to heart. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, your training is also going to find your inner peace. And their arts are defensive, not offensive. It's like, y'all, if somebody starts a fight with you, end it. But don't start the don't fight. Go, yeah, don't go running around looking for fights. Please understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have to learn how to fight so that they won't have to, and they can maintain peace in the universe. Um, <laughs> at the beginning of this crazy training, they're going for a run. Like a three-mile run. It's just a 5K. Um, the gang takes a good-ass jog as the sun comes up. This is my words verbatim, because, man, the three-shot they have of them just like running along the beach with the sun coming up, that's a great it's shot. good. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, I, I keep thinking about it. I was like, that's a very delightful little shot. Um, they arrive at a goat man's milk hut. It's just, <laughs> just a goat person. It says milk on the side. Good shit. With a, with a helicopter there that says milk. Fresh yes. and white every morning. <laughs> Which is a hell of a, a hell of a tagline for It's a milk. hell of a campaign slogan. <laughs> yeah. So they pick up some big old milk crates to deliver across the countryside. Roshi's like, and we're going to do it on foot and get it done before breakfast which the goat man's like dude i have this helicopter like this we is have what a helicopter the helicopter is for what are you stupid and roshi's like oh, they're not gonna get any training if we don't do this on foot and he's like dude the milk could go bad and he's like oh they got it <laughs> um, but my milk yeah which then he's like we're gonna it's supposed s- to be fresh and white <laughs> <laughs> which now they're like we're gonna skip for the first three miles of this uh as in like a skip not like high knees or like anything like that. They're they're just skipping. Which with the huge milk crates, that's a that is a challenge. That seems so fucking painful. I just thought oh, about it again. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I do write. I like it. Yeah, I did <laughs> I like, write. I like it. It's got uh, good Karate Kid vibes to it. It really does. I did write. Goku is killing it at this point <laughs> in the training. Goku is just breezing through this part. Uh, Krillin is not. Krillin is having a much harder time and maybe more human. Um, well, I guess, yeah, what we do eventually find out is Krillin is definitely more human because he is human. Yeah. Um, but that's beside the point. He's not uh, a freaky alien man that turns old in two years. They do, however, get through the first three miles pretty quick. Both of them do. Uh, we don't spend too much time on this part. Um, and they deliver the first little bit of the milk. It was into the milk mailbox. Yes, there yes. are milk mailboxes. I feel like that you specifically that. the milkman. I feel like I've actually seen those before. Those are, I believe, real. It is just weird to see one again. To be yeah. like, oh, remember the time when like milk was delivered and you'd put it in the box for milk and you'd go out in the morning and you were racist to black people? Like that was the time. <laughs> that is the time period of Dragon Ball. <laughs> I <laughs> know. Based on yeah. the way they draw them. Yeah. No, that's, that's yeah. about what accurate. You, what was that, like, last episode of this podcast? I think, like, two episodes ago when we had that whole honestly, discussion? It's been, honestly, it's been almost every episode. 
Yeah, it happens a lot, and knowing <laughs> some of the beginning of Z, even, it doesn't go away for a while. I mean, I think Z started airing in Japan in, like, 89, so, give you an idea. I, I do love, Dragon Ball's anime ended, and Dragon Ball Z started, like, within a month of each other. This yeah. show basically, like, just did not leave the air, and there was no breaks. They don't take breaks for seasons, they just fucking go, which is crazy. <laughs> To think about from a production standpoint. It really is. It is absolutely nuts. But anyway, <laughs> that's that's a whole other... That's film degree Thomas sitting there thinking about how they could have possibly done that and not all died. Cocaine. Oh yeah, it was the 80s. Never mind, <laughs> my question has an easy answer. <laughs> <laughs> so the next two miles, there's like a path with like trees on either side of it. And he's like, y'all are going to zigzag through these trees. Which I did, right. The whole time, last time they were like, going like, skip one, skip two, or something like that, while they were skipping. Yeah, skip uh, one, mm -hmm. like, uh, skip yeah. two, one. Yeah, yeah, this time they're going, zig <laughs> two, zag four, as they're zigzagging, yeah. which is also dumb. Uh, I appreciate and then, during all this that Roshi's, like, doing the training with them. He's, yeah, like, Roshi leading is, by example for all this. Yeah, Roshi's just right in front of them doing exactly what they're doing, but way easier than both of them are doing it. <laughs> Um, proving that he is a master. Um, and then Krillin gets that little devious shit baby look on his face <laughs> and just starts running straight and going zig two, zag four, as if none of them could just, like, peek back and immediately <laughs> see that he's not doing what he says he's doing. That's when Roshi, like, calls him out and makes him go all the way back to the start of this trial and do it again. Which, this wasn't very far in, but still. Mm-hmm. I did write little shit baby Krillin is best Krillin. He's so good. <laughs> it really is. Oh, it's so good. Um, so after commercials, because that's when they do the little commercial thing. Um, but I, obviously we're watching this stream, so there's no actual commercials. Um, Goku and Krillin finish the zigzags. And the gang now must climb like 50,000 stairs up a damn mountain. Like it's just a mountain with stairs carved into it. Which, Which is especially impressive, considering their weird baby legs that are, like, half the size of the stairs. Yeah. Even Roshi's legs, yeah, are not, like, the size of the actual steps. Well, Roshi's just short. That's true. Um, Krillin is dying. <laughs> These is the words I use to describe how they're doing. And this is what Goku, like, you get just a little peek into his mind, and you hear his inner monologue, and the only thing he says is, Why can't I drink the milk? <laughs> Which made me laugh very hard. That actually Once again, was his only me. emotion is hungry. <laughs> that was such a fucking good moment for me. <laughs> it's like, this is comedy gold. It's pretty um, good. Yeah. But now we start to see Goku, like that frustration is born out of like, Goku is actually starting to hit his physical limit. He is actually getting tired for the mm. first time this whole time. Uh, but Roshi's gotten way ahead of him and is just sitting on a step smoking... Out of a pipe. Like a Gandalf pipe. Yeah, like Gandalf. Um, I don't know if it's weed like Gandalf. It probably is. It's It's gotta be weed. I mean, it's Roshi. Come on. Yeah, yeah, honestly. It would be the least surprising thing ever if it was. It's just nobody addresses what he's smoking. So we presume Hot. weed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Goku... Goku... <laughs> Goku asks Weed Smoking Roshi if he can use his Nimbus. But Roshi's like, dude, what do you think the point of this is? <laughs> um, and Roshi's just like uh, you know Grandpa Goku or Grandpa Gohan used to do this exact same exercise with me and the Ox King 
did this every day. And Goku gets like reinvigorated by this. Like he's like, "Oh, my grandpa did it. Well, then I can do it." And yeah, he's yeah, like, he gets like this kind of like that. Like, hey, this is actually useful. You fucking numbnut. You wanted this the whole time. Why would you? What are you dumb? And he's like, "Oh, I am." I mean, it was a pretty nice moment. He got Roshi kind of takes this like tender tone. Is like, you know, your grandpa and the Ox King did this all the time, and they never complained. And kind of like I, a kind of fatherly tone. It was it was a nice moment. He's obviously lying to him. But it was a nice moment. Well, no, he isn't, because Roshi did train Gohan and Ox. Well, I mean, the they never complained a bit. Oh, yeah, they yeah, yeah. they obviously complained. I just thought it was weird, because Goku knows this. Mm-hmm. And then Goku's, like, asked the question, like, why am I doing I mean, this? I mean, you've, ne- you've never been doing something hard that you signed up for, and then you get that moment halfway through. It's like, you know what? I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. Why are we doing this? Even though you know full well the answer is because this is what you want, idiot. No. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm a pure being. <laughs> a being Damn. pure suck. Wow. That's right, I said. <laughs> but no, uh, it was a very nice moment. I do like this, like the tender tone Roshi takes, Goku walks off, and we see Roshi's just like, <laughs> works every time. <laughs> just like a little <laughs> bit like, he's like, I just needed to give him that little extra push. I know he has it in him. Um... Mm-hmm. And Krillin is still a bitch. Just <laughs> the next thing he gets there, and you're like, "You're halfway there." And Krillin's like, "Fuck!" See, I relate just... more to Krillin in this scenario. <laughs> oh, we all relate just more to, to sh- Krillin. Yeah, which just goes to show that Goku is by far the favorite pupil at this point. Oh yeah, and so Goku and Krillin are now like racing each other to the top. Cause Krillin's like, "Well, I can't get beat by Goku," and Goku's like, "I gotta do this like my grandpa would." <laughs> and they get up there and deliver the milk to this monk guy. And the monk guy is like, y'all want some milk? And Goku's like, hell yeah. And Roshi just fucking conks him with his staff. <laughs> I do like, love he- this moment a lot where it's just like the guy's like, do you want some? But Master is like, you cannot just fucking get, get, drink the milk you just gave this man. <laughs> Absolute chud. Yeah, you're like, what, what do you think offered? What do you think the point yeah. of this was? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I do like Goku's line, why did you make my head ouch like that? A phrasing that I'm going to steal and start weaving into everyday conversation. I really want to start using that, too. Uh, <laughs> that's when the monk points out that it's been, like, a real long time since Roshi had pupils. With proving that Roshi did, in fact, put everyone through this. Yeah, uh, I assume, like, his actual last pupil was Gohan, then, right? Like, yeah, that Gohan would probably the be the King. last pupil. Yeah, Gohan the Ox King. Because mm. Ox King doesn't look that old. Yeah, I'd say the yeah, Ox Go King is probably, dead. like, probably at the youngest, the Ox King is, like, 40, and at the oldest, the Ox King's, like, 50. Yeah. Do you think, like, Gohan up. trained at, like, 30 or whatever? Actually, no, the and... Ox King's probably in his mid-30s or something. I would say well, he's no, in his 40s. He looks like he's a 40-year-old s- man. Oh, no, he's still alive and not, like, graying by the time of Dragon Ball yeah. Super, which, as previously established, Goku is now entering his, like, 40s by the end of that. We don't know how long he lives because he's strong, right? Like, we all know <laughs> Roshi's, like, dumb old. Yet. We drank from the Fountain of Youth, remember? But also, like, he lo- he, doesn't, he doesn't look old when he, like, gets into, like, I'm gonna be a fighter mode, right? Yeah. And he gets all buff. Yeah. It's true. Well, did but, we ever uh, see, actually see Grandpa Gohan? Because he might have just called himself Grandpa because, well, I'm not your father. Yeah, he has, like, a white beard and, like, he looks oh, like okay. an old man. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Grandpa Gohan, we do see him eventually, and he does look very old. We will okay. see him not soon. No, not at all soon. <laughs> um, 
I mean, I've never seen Dragon Ball, but I know from knowledge I do know of it that that's not going to happen for a while. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Roshi's just like, you can't drink this milk. And talking about how Roshi is like, hadn't taken pupils on in a while. And Roshi's like, you know, they show a lot of promise, which is like nice. He gives them a little bit of credit. And you're just like, I think they'll be ready for the World Martial, the World Martial Arts Tournament, which I wrote in all caps because I'm excited <laughs> for this. Um, a tournament that happens every five years. Uh, I didn't write down spe- all the specifics because Krillin just starts explaining it, basically. Yeah. But I wrote down the imagery <laughs> because the imagery is Bruce Lee, like somebody who kind of looks like Bruce Lee, beats up a gorilla in boxing gloves and mm-hmm. shorts before being eliminated by Godzilla. No, that's yes. Baragon, you fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we have our resident Godzilla franchise expert. So here. I actually, yeah. I do actually know this. That is actually Baragon, who is also around the same time as uh, Godzilla-ish. Ish. I mean, they already had baby Gamera yeah. earlier in this, so it's <laughs> like, it's been established that there's going to be some kaiju references. Yeah, he just likes throwing in Godzilla in there. He already threw in Godzilla at one point. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> this is good stuff. Yeah, it's and if you want to watch the most recent Baragon film, it's Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, giant monsters all out all out as hack, where Godzilla is a, an amalgamation of the souls of people who died in World War II. Man, Nerd. those films sound like a great time. It's a good one. I think that one's fine. Uh, <laughs> but um, anyway... Roshi tells them, like, y'all are going to enter the tournament, but do not enter with the expectation that you will win, as arrogance is the ultimate downfall of a warrior. And they're like, I fully expect you to not win, but I want it you to try, as it will be a valuable lesson. <laughs> they never learn that okay. lesson. <laughs> Goku eventually learns that lesson, but that's much later down the line. <laughs> and I'm not going to I think this. he's learned that lesson so many times now. Yes, but there is a moment that shows the ultimate realization of that lesson. But that's we're we're getting too much ahead of ourselves. Um, so as they're like sitting there talking to them, we cut back to Yamcha for the first time, like in a while. Which holy crap, the gang isn't skeletons in the desert. Yeah, they somehow got to the city. We're just gonna gloss over that. But Yamcha is <laughs> just kicking the shit out of an entire martial arts school traded himself about up for the tournament about five of which are definitely children because it shows like a because it shows like a cut of everybody he's beaten and there's like five kids cowering in a corner with the rest of the dojo people oh, see how yeah. fucking strong Goku is I'd be yep. scared of kids too <laughs> you're right he went for them first they're clearly the strongest <laughs> yeah yeah he's like I'm not gonna have to make the same mistake again <laughs> uh, and Bulma and Oolong and Poir are all watching from the window as Yamcha just decimates all these fools and they're cheering him on <laughs> like Yamcha you got this I wrote a vaguely eastern European master is cornering Yamcha and like challenging him that's when Yamcha breaks out the wolf fang fist and wrecks him with a single hit I thought that was an Italian accent I couldn't figure out what accent yeah, I, thought, that I, was I wrote for. this seems a, this seems an Italian Italian karate master man with like a Mr. Monopoly mustache yeah <laughs> But this is the first time Wolfang Fist is a fist. Yes, it finally started with his hands. Granted, it wasn't a fist, it was like double palm thing, but at least we're moving up in the body. He did. Okay, I will be honest, it's always going to be a palm thing. 
Zach. Well, yeah. will warn you now. He always are like open palm and like strikes like he's clawing you. Is the idea? That's why it's a wolf fist and not a person fist. That's true. Fist. Ah! <laughs> you fool! You moron! <laughs> yeah. The gang is all cheering for Yamcha, and the gang. But then it like Bulma's. And he says something about, like, I'm going to defeat Goku at the tournament, which he's just assuming because he's trading with Roshi that it'll be at the tournament, which is a safe assumption, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But um, that's when Bulma's like, I don't think you can beat Goku. <laughs> and Oolong's like, <laughs> Ouch. I don't think you can beat Goku. And Poir is like, y'all are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> which they are. Yeah, they are kind of being dicks that immediately be like, damn, Yamcha, you're great to... Do you really think you could beat Goku, though? Yeah, Goku I mean, straight up dating Yamcha at this point. Even she's like, nah, Doc. She's got to keep him grounded. Yeah. <laughs> Goku's big. Yeah, but Yamcha is just like, I just want the challenge of fighting Goku. Yeah. Which I'm like, Yamcha has actually the mindset that Roshi is trying to instill in mm-hmm. them. <laughs> Yo, Ro- just... Ma- Yamcha might have been the better student. <laughs> I just, I just like at the end, whenever he finally defeats Tiny Karate Master Man, he just wipes his hands and goes, this simply will not do, as he sta- as he stands over the broken and shattered body of this guy he beat up. Oh, yeah. I just, I <laughs> this just is loved good stuff. It. I just love that. <laughs> this will uh, not do. <laughs> and then wrote, like, Goku and Krillin are delivering the last of the milk, crossing a gorge on a log into a desert, and still At going. 10,000 feet. Yeah. They finally come up to, like, a rushing river? And they just, like, ford it on foot. Like, it's almost deep enough that they're barely standing up. But they just go straight through it. And Roshi, again, is still right on the front lines mm. doing this with them the whole time. And, you know, watching this, I can definitely see why the milk goat needs his helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> this is a perilous island. It's like, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of deserts in the world of Dragon Ball. If he sets down that plane, he will die. And he knows <laughs> it <this>. explodes. <laughs> but... I then wrote, now they're trying to outrun a raging dinosaur. There's just this big, like, dinosaur thing with, like, a... a it looks kind of like a T-Rex, but the nose is different, and it has a horn. Um, Which real is freaky. really close to civilization, when you think about it. It's yeah. They let, that, let something that dangerous that close. Yep, but all the same, they just... They have to outrun it. And that's when they just, like... They just, like, hard cut. Like, one shot, they're running. Next shot, they hard cut, and Roshi's like, I'm glad all that's over. <laughs> I'm just like, that was jarring. Don't want to show how that how they got out of that. I'm almost like, I feel like they should have put the Yamcha scene here. Like, them running for the dinosaur, <laughs> cut to Yamcha, cut back to them at Kame House. But anyway, they're just, like, out of breath, back at the house, and they're done. And Roshi's like, great, y'all did good. Today. You're going to be doing this every morning for the next eight months until the tournament. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like, oh, good morning. Yeah. yeah. Now it's time for mid-morning training. <laughs> this was just yeah, round one. Yeah, they did that entire journey in like three hours. Yeah, like two, three hours. like they got it done by breakfast. They left it, well, they left it 4.30. It was daytime. Let's say it took them, they did a three-mile run to the place. They're pretty fast. Let's say that took them, I don't know, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Which puts them at five. They did it before breakfast. Let's say let's be generous and say that was nine nine thirty. Let's say they're eat, late eaters. Yeah. Yeah, they did that entire thing in four hours with the skipping and the zigzagging and good lord. Yeah, and they traveled miles. Mm. It's curious, but uh, after, and that's that's the end of the episode. 
So yeah. yeah. This is kind of like a, a famous thing from like Dragon Ball is like the milk run. Yeah, and this I is like, yeah, so like yeah, one of the more famous like training is like all of this is gonna be pretty famous, but like the milk run specifically. I really like it. It's got that no. kind of like DIY karate kid thing, like I said earlier. I like it. Yeah. It's, got, it's got the classic training, but you don't know it's training yet yeah. kind of shit. Yeah. 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 It does like a fun job of establishing like why we should trust Master Roshi beyond like the shows of strength. Like we've seen like he's strong, but now we're seeing him as a teacher. Because he's a madman that sends milk to the priest. <laughs> For real. Um, but it's fun. Like it's just a lot of fun little challenges that our heroes have to overcome. Um, as well as we get like nice little character moments, like Krillin being a l- getting called out for being a little shit baby, <laughs> <laughs> and we have like the little you know Grandpa Gohan moment. Like I don't know, I, I really enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, aside from all the Master Roshi being a pervert shit that just keeps happening. Honestly, I've kind of yeah. blocked that out in my assessment of episodes. I feel like we just have to at this point. But also not. I feel like we do need to talk about it. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I'm. I feel like I can block it out now, but it does pain my soul. It does. <laughs> it's really like Master Roshi when he's not being pervert. <laughs> yeah, which don't don't expect that to stop anytime soon. I don't ever. <laughs> not ever. Fun. That is the the hope. Uh, not sorry, not the hope. That is the light at the end of the tunnel here. He does stop, but doesn't he fuck it up in Dragon Ball Super? Yeah, and he, he doesn't it mess it up, except for in the Dragon Ball Super manga where he never trained that part away from himself. But that's we're getting way ahead of ourselves again. <laughs> the anime was like, we have to. Someone has to stop this. And Toriyama's like, no. <laughs> Toyotaro is like, no. Yeah, they're all like, no. God will look down and whisper, no. <laughs> but uh, that's when we get to episode 18, The Turtle Hermit Way, which we have our recap, and there we are, like, showing the boys, Krillin and Goku, doing all the stuff again, Here's doing the, the milk boys. run again. Though this time and it like, shows, like, Roshi watching them as opposed to, like, leading them from the front. Maybe um, this is day two. That's what I thought, but then they cut back to, like, the very end of last episode. So I was real confused timeline-wise as to how this yeah, episode's that's true. going. No, I think this is, like, the, they had their milk run, right? Uh-huh. And now this is the rest of the training for the rest of the day. Yeah, I think well, that's what yeah. it's supposed to be. But again, Roshi's not watching. I think it's I just think, an animation goof. I think it is, like, a let's give a visual recap here and then cut to the new stuff. Um... But that's when we, before that, like, the narrator's like, meanwhile, a bunch of other fighters are training for the tournament, and we actually get to see, like, a kind of cut of all of these other fighters who are getting ready for it. <laughs> and there's, like, all these different fighting styles and all these different, like, stuff happening, which yeah, I thought was really cool. Axe I'm like, guy. <laughs> My money is on Axe Guy, who manages to push over a tree with his bare hands. Like... He pushes it, and there's, like, a clean break, like he cut it with an axe, but he just pushed it with his hands. My money's on him. Yeah, he's a, he's a buff boy. We also got, like, a boxer, <laughs> and we got, like, I don't know, some other just, like, general mal- martial artist. Like, we got all kinds of stuff happening here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I'm like, this is cool. Got a little sneak peek. Um, and that's when we come back to Goku and Krillin, out of breath, done with the early morning exercises, where we left off with them at the end of 17. Uh, and that's when, like, 
they're going to be told what the mid-morning training exercises is. Which is just straight up plowing a field with their bare hands. Learn karate and valuable life skills at the same time. Yeah. Which is just like, you know, Krillin's just like, we never did this at the Orin Temple. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why that. you're here, now nuts. Yeah. I was like, he forgot that he was here, right? <laughs> that you didn't want to be at the Orin Temple training. Where am I? <laughs> Who am I? Where that's am I again? Roshi tells him, like, y'all got to use your hands. Because this isn't just about plowing a field and getting strong. This is about building up your hand muscles. Making your hands powerful and strong. Viral. So, yeah, viral. <laughs> uh, so they start plowing while Roshi and the, the farmer just sort of chill out and talk about how nice of a day it is. <laughs> God, <they're laughs> such assholes. They're the <laughs> worst. Because they're not even paying them. Um... And the two make some crazy quick progress. Oh, and the yeah. Su- the field is completely plowed, even though they're literally just, like, digging with their hands. It is, like, Goku's a perfectly going forward, plowed Krillin's going backwards. Mm-hmm. But eventually Roshi's just like, y'all did good. Y'all did very good. But you're going to have to do it even faster because For we're going to add more fields to plow every day, which I'm like, how much land is there on this island? Yeah, this becomes, like, lot. the thing where they're going to cause, like, an ecological disaster if they keep this up. Because they, oh, yeah. they do this at a faster and faster rate for eight months. So, and presumably, the entire ma- the entire island has been plowed by the end of their training. Do you think they do it a couple days and then Urshi makes them fill it back in and they just keep doing it over and over? Probably. That's, That's the only way. That's the only way. Plus, just, I don't know, like, there wouldn't be that much left and who's going to be planting all these crops because they're not planting anything they're just plowing the field yeah, i think the farmer's just there for show and he's on roshi's payroll <laughs> yes he might be an actor everybody on this island is just roshi's employee this farmer's oh. a crisis actor i was gonna <laughs> make the joke if you didn't <laughs> <laughs> but for now it's breakfast time so they get back a lot that's right baby them. it's breakfast time oh yeah they get back and Launch has prepped them like a huge ass meal. And Blue Launch, I do love this little bit where Blue Launch is like, let's say our grace first. And then they all just verbally say our grace first and then start eating. It's very it's good, funny. It's a strong good bit. bit. Good bit. <laughs> oh, God. Krillin lays down like a whole bunch of pepper on his food. Like just a, an upsetting amount of pepper. Yeah, it's which, mm-hmm. yeah. unhealthy. I don't yeah, even know how I, you would be able to eat that. Yeah. And that causes Launch... That causes Launch to sneeze. So Blonde Launch now is pissed that she cooked all this. And just starts <laughs> blasting. For as we all know, gun is her default emotion. It really is. Her default reaction is to start shooting everybody. It's a bit. It's the Three Stooges, <laughs> but with a firearm. <laughs> <laughs> Like the real Three Stooges. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the gang starts freaking booking it, and Launch calls them cowards correctly. <laughs> um, so Roshi's like, you know what? Let's just go eat out. <laughs> um, and they cut to the restaurant where they're eating, and everyone is just absolutely scared of how much and how fast Goku and Krillin are eating. <laughs> Which, this bit will not go away anytime soon. Um... And Goku sneezes, and everyone gets really scared until they're like, wait, it's Goku. 
Yeah, yeah they have like and just immediately cower in the cower in the corner, and I love it. Yeah, I I'm surprised Goku didn't start like getting afraid. <laughs> yeah. He's too stupid to realize what's happening. Yeah, I don't think he's scared of launch. He's already like almost killed her once. He's just annoyed that he keeps getting shot. That's fair. It doesn't it's not like killing me. It just kind of stinks. Roche, yeah, that is his reaction to getting shot. It's just general annoyance. <laughs> um, but this is when they cut to their next training exercise, which is now they got to read and make their mind sharp. So they give them literature, and it sounds like Roshi just gave them porn based on what Krillin is reading. Yeah, he's no, what was Goku is reading, which means Goku can read. I have never been more shocked than I am at this moment. Yeah, Goku can I read, and he loves reading porn. that he was illiterate. That's true. And then we cut back, and now it's Krillin doing math. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when they're like, <laughs> that's when Launch is like, yo, lunch is ready. Uh, blue Launch now. And they're like, sick. I'm tired of math. Um, it's also funny response. because like this is like shown to be like this part of like training is shown to be Goku's true weakness as like <laughs> he's just so dumb. Literally they anything do, to do with thoughts. They do straight up be like, this is where I can surpass Goku for Krillin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's not wrong. Oh yeah. That's two when plus launch- two equals. Damn it. <laughs> That's what they they eat lunch and launch nearly sneezes, but then she doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now the three have nap time, straight up nap time, which is when we are told the true turtle hermit way, which is work hard, eat well, sleep plenty. That's the turtle hermit way, baby. <laughs> Strong advice. It's good advice. Breaks are important, kids. It even cuts to like all the trainer, all the karate people we saw earlier, all taking a nap. But yeah, because Goku's like, you know, there's gonna be a bunch of strong fight boys at this tournament, right? Roshi's like, yeah. He's like, shouldn't we be training instead of napping? But Roshi's like, dude, gotta get good sleep. He's right. Yeah, gotta get your gains in, bro. Yeah. And yeah, then we get the montage of all the same warriors we saw in the intro, and they're all sleeping. They're all taking a nice little nappy. Which I'm like, yeah. That's nice. It's a good message. Everyone should try to get plenty of sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, now a bunch of construction workers. That's the sentence I wrote because they just cut to these <laughs> construction people before we finally see that Goku, Krillin, and Roshi are there. Their mid-afternoon training is construction uh, to get some <laughs> muscle and to earn some dough. <laughs> and Roshi's like straight up like, yeah, y'all are going to get paid for this part. Um, <laughs> you think he lets them keep their salary? Yeah. No. Or and Roshi's just pocketing it. Roshi's I don't know. He seems to imply that he's letting them keep it, but we never see the money. We know Goku doesn't understand what fiat currency is, so he has no concept <laughs> of it. Krillin Fair. kept the money. Actually, Goku Krillin. just gave it to Launch and said, make food. That's my assumption. Probably. Probably. Which is Turn why she. Turn this green into actual greens. Thank you. <laughs> this tastes disgusting. Blech. <laughs> But this is when Goku and Krillin now, like, they get to use tools this time. They can't use power tools, but they can use tools. And they just start, like, hauling and outworking everybody. And I guess being scabs, though there's no, yeah, like... Every every single worker there has this look of abject horror on their face as they realize they've been rendered obsolete by a bunch of ten-year-olds. 
You see, Correct. this is an allegory for the automation in the workforce. You see, the <laughs> exactly. people there realize all of a sudden that their their untrained labor skills are becoming worthless and that the man is about to take all their money away. This is John Henry versus the steam engine all over again. But Japan. But what if the, st- but what if the steam engine was God? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dog, I that's do deep. Love- the only reaction, like, verbally we get from any of the construction workers is one of them's just like, the workforce keeps getting younger. <laughs> just like, damn. This is a dark thing to just accept. Um, there are a, no child labor laws yeah. in this world. <laughs> I do like Roshi tells them, like, yo, you gotta work faster if you're gonna be ready for the tournament, and they just immediately kick it into maximum overdrive. <laughs> and they're just going nuts. Um... Krillin asserts to himself that he's got to get this training done till he can beat them. And we see Krillin's past, which is just... Krillin is getting horribly beat and bullied by the Orin Temple monks. Who just laugh yeah, at him. there's like four of them just beating up on him. It's like, this doesn't seem fair. No, they're all just... Like, it's just gang violence. They're just beating the shit out of him. Yeah, they're, it's like, they're honestly not... super fucked up. There's no... Like, yeah. If there's like, Krillin was being a shit baby and they beat him up, I still don't think I'd agree with it, but I get it, you know? Mm-hmm. But it is just him getting the shit kicked out of him for being there. And being weaker than them. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, not obeying, they're not even obeying the Dragon Ball rules of engagement. One person fights while the rest of them watch. No, they're all just beating the shit out of him collectively. And that's when Krillin starts trading even harder, and he breaks a pickaxe, and the axe head nearly hits the foreman and Roshi. <laughs> even Roshi's like, damn, dog, what? Yeah. Now the gang approaches the three that we have here. They come up to a lake, which like Goku's like, you gonna teach us fighting moves? Roshi's like, you gotta be strong enough to push this big old boulder, and so he pushes what himself. He's like, when you're that strong, then I'll teach you the moves. If you can push a rock, you can throw a punch. Yes, which then Goku immediately pushes a boulder of the exact same size, <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'm ready. And Roshi's like, huh, uh, oh, that was a joke. This is the real one. He points out, like, a way larger rock. Saying, like, <laughs> you're gonna move that. Goku can't move that one. And Roshi... We have, we have found a Goku limit, by the way, now. <laughs> yeah, we have. And it that's really like, rock is incredibly strong, weird metal that Pilaf had that he couldn't Kamehameha through, and a big rock. And also a stone wall, because he couldn't punch that either. Really just that's rocks true. in general. Minerals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He has yet to be able to beat the minerals. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Marie. <laughs> but um, now like they're like, yo, Roshi, you can move it, right? And he's like, yes. But let's go away. <laughs> Doesn't move it at all. <laughs> but we have more training to do. <laughs> so Goku and Krillin get naked. And we got penis again. Did they, um, did they have to strip for this? Yes. And they get part the of the training? And they're supposed to swim 10 laps back and forth. Uh, the two are like, you know what? This will be easy. Maybe this is our reward for training so good. Until, like, Jaws music literally plays. <laughs> like, literally Lake straight sharks. up just the, the 30% difference they need it to be to not get sued. <laughs> but yeah, it's literally just like, dun, dun. <laughs> and that's when a big-ass shark comes out of the lake. Which, Wow. Um, well, I gotta so say, the, Roshi uses life or death situations for motivation a lot. There's the dinosaur, there's the shark. And without thinking about it. Which I guess means he has a lot of faith in his students, but still. 
I, I think it's more that just he doesn't care. Yeah, probably that. Look, he's baked out of his mind all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's just watching him like running for this shark. And he's like, man, that was good shit. What do you think's in that pipe? <sighs> but uh, they swim like crazy and get out on the other side, which Roshi's like, yo, you got to do nine more laps. <laughs> uh, until that is the dinosaur from before shows up on the other side of the lake and they're just like god damn it so they get back in the water and swim and they do their laps but they're swimming like way faster now to escape the shark and now it's time for lesson no you know the next lesson lesson number like five or six which Whatever. proves that Roshi is just an insane madman. Yeah, <laughs> because he just ties them to a big-ass tree, and he's like, I'm going to test how you dodge in a limited space. Goku's like, what are we going to be dodging? And Roshi fucking just bats a beehive that's right above him. <laughs> so if you good. Can, yeah. If you can dodge a wasp, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> so I got to dodge all these bees, and Goku and Krillin try to run off, but the ropes stop them, which, like, that shouldn't be strong enough to stop them, but apparently <laughs> yeah, it really. is. Yeah. But they're, they're trying to run, and Roshi's like, you gotta dodge! And then some of the bees show up at Roshi. <laughs> That's when we cut back to Kabe house. The boys are covered in stings. Roshi is like, yeah, you got a lot to learn, as there's like one big-ass sting on the back of his head. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all of them should probably get tested to see if they're allergic, because all of these welts are way bigger than they should be. Well, judging <laughs> by the fact they're still alive, they're not that allergic. Not that allergic, no. But Roshi's like, y'all made it through all the exercises. So now you're going to do it again every day for the next eight months. But... While wearing a salmon suit. (laughs) Kind of. While wearing a turtle shell that weighs 50 pounds. This is about right. (laughs) Ah, shit. You think they'd introduce that after they start getting good at it. But no, he introduced that immediately. That's the end of the episode. It's like, now you gotta do it. the narrator makes some joke about that. It's like, I guess that's why they call him the Turtle yeah, Hermit. That's which why I'm like, they call him the Turtle Hermit. I'm like, just uh, like, no shit. Just like, he's been wearing it. the shell this entire time. Oh, I said, oh, out loud, really loudly, because I didn't get it. <laughs> what are God. you, Goku? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, overall, just kind of a continuing of their training. Um, still fun. I feel like, I don't know. Part of me is like, they could have combined the first, the last episode and this episode into one episode. But part of me likes all the little moments we got through the milk training stuff, so... Yeah, we, would have had, we wouldn't have had as much milk training. I think the milk yeah. training was an important part and, of it. And I do like that they don't just montage it. We get to actually, like, two episodes showing us, like, mm-hmm. what they're going through every day before we start, like, you know, Before we head. montage it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah it's, it's good to see the whole, like, session, right? To be like, oh, yeah. this is how this is actually going to be. So this yeah, is this what they're is... doing. Okay, I can get a grasp on that. Yeah. And that's... Yeah, I, I like that element, because it really cements how hard these boys are going to be training for the next eight months. But... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Moving right along to episode 19, which has a bit of a misnomer, which is, the tournament begins! Kind of, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Um, we see Daybreak on the island as the monk bangs a bell in the haze of the morning dew. The two are now doing their training exercises with their shells. Without Roshi. He's yeah. too smart to do it a second time. <laughs> but it's real that Roshi has been adding more and more to the routine. Like, making them do more, run further, uh, 
like everything mm-hmm. like that just upping the difficulty even more so than just the 50 pound turtle shells but goku and krillin are rising to the occasion and getting stronger uh, <laughs> i do love they cut to like goku and krillin sprinting with the stuff he's like krillin i gotta ask he's like what it's like why is this dino always chasing us <laughs> <laughs> which is so good and they're doing the uh, swimming thing, and it shows them getting faster and faster with the shark. And at one point, they lap the shark, and the shark does, like, this Scooby-Doo just kind of, like, stops in the middle of the water and wonders what the hell's going on. <laughs> Which is great. But it's, it's More importantly, it's showing them that they're like, yo, y'all are getting better at this. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's when we cut to the boys eating. And they eat even more than they did before. And even Roshi is, like, dumbfounded by how much the two of them can eat and how quickly they eat it. Yeah, really, and... poor Launch can't even get a bite in edgewise. Yeah. Roshi, aghast, drops a ball of food on the floor, goes under the table for it, and that's when Perv Roshi comes back as he's inching all close to Launch's uh... skirt, being like, I gotta <laughs> see some thigh and some vagine. Um, no. But Launch is like, oh, y'all are done with the rice? Let me go get... More rice! And, like, comes in with this giant, like, wooden pot. Easily Which, filled with, like, 20 pounds worth of rice. No, nah, dog, it's more than that. She, that's, that shit, like, breaks the table. It does straight I mean, up break the table, preventing I mean, Roshi Goku from and, Goku and Krillin are training, but Launch is low-key super strong. Yeah, Launch doesn't need to train. She's already the most powerful. <laughs> um, But, yeah, that's when the table collapses right on Roshi. And I do Which, love Goku's just like, Roshi, hold still, I need more rice. <laughs> Which I Good. will say, as much as Roshi is a pervert, at least he eats shit most of the time. Yeah, it's true. The show does not let him just have it. Yeah. Um, that's when we cut to the boys training, and Goku goes back to Roshi to get his attention. It's like Roshi and Launch are just like sitting there eating ice cream, having a chill day. <laughs> um... Goku takes Roshi to go see something. It's the big boulder for before, which Roshi straight up forgot that he told them if they moved it. <laughs> he did. They could... like, did I say that? Really? Yeah. That's when Goku straight really up has been pushes a few it. <laughs> yeah. And Krillin's like, I pushed it too. Which Goku and then doesn't he pushes refute. it. Yeah. Well, then Goku, and then Krillin like immediately pushes it after him. Oh, yeah. But that's when Roshi is like, Congrats. These exercises I would y'all doing, that's how you get beyond human limitations. It's like the thing that he said like three episodes ago. No, four <laughs> episodes ago. Um, I was like, damn. Kept up with that. Uh, Good job, everyone. It's almost yeah. like it's his thing. And, go, and then he's like, that's been the training. <laughs> Roshi's like, dude, your natural skills are the fight. Fighting is just the expression of strength. This is this is what I mean by you you exchange words through fists. Oh, I mean, yeah. I guess, but like raw strength and being in shape is only going to get you so far. At some point, you do need to actually like train in fighting. So <laughs> I agree with they I agree never with Roshi do. up to a point, but I feel like he's missing a fairly major component. Well, Roshi is just aerobics. Roshi does say at some point, like I will train you in techniques, but not until after the tournament. So he's really Since just throwing them in to get their shit. They're not trying to it. win anyway. Yeah, he's trying to just teach them humility. Be like, y'all are strong, but you still got a lot more to learn. Yeah. Um, Roshi also tells them that they'll... Now it's like, well, y'all gotten real strong. 
So y'all gonna keep doing this training. But now you got hundred pound shells on. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. And that's when we cut to a mysterious dark forest where Yamcha is like running around doing like sick parkour through the trees uh, and doing like shadow boxing. And Yamcha wolf fang fist like a boulder the size of the one that Krillin and Goku moved into just like dust. Mm-hmm. Just straight up dust. Showing how hard he's been training. I wrote down, Yamcha has sick stubble and a new blue gi. And like yeah, I like hair. this new look. Yeah, I, I wrote down, I like Yamcha new look. Yeah, It's a good look for the five minutes he keeps it. Yeah, yeah and that's what he's like, uh, I gotta get out of this quiet and go back home. <laughs> so, Though, I am impressed that's all he managed to grow in a month of being in the middle of the woods. Fair. That's when uh, Bulma and Poir, we cut to them in town. Bulma's mad it's been like four weeks without a call from Yamcha. And she's got a point, because the way she says it, he just kind of took off without saying anything. That's fair. And Oolong like, mm-hmm. is like, yo, Yamcha totally forgot you. So not and helping the them best out. part is Oolong's in his comrade pig uniform again. Yeah, he went he's, straight he's back. Finally to- get, yeah, he's finally you know, got his, you know, the outfit back that he likes. Commissar the Swine is, the is back in the house. <laughs> You're right. I, yeah, that's, just... my new, that's my new head cannon. <laughs> he's definitely still wearing the underwear. Like, who wouldn't? <laughs> but uh, Bulma drops an orange, and then, like, she goes to pick it up, falls in the path of a rushing semi. But right like before she gets... Yeah, right before she gets hit, she's rescued by Yamcha. Just, like, damn, like, dashing in with, like, a sick jacket on now and stuff. And Bulma straight up doesn't recognize Yamcha through his bangs. He's like, yo, it's me. And, like, his pulls bangs his hair and facial hair. And he's missing yeah. the tooth again. Yeah, the tooth is gone. Good. It's, Shrod- it's Schrodinger's tooth. It <laughs> comes and goes as it feels like. I did write, after looking at it, like, Yamcha with, like, the coat on and the long hair and the stubble, I wrote, this is the best Yamcha look. This is the best look Yamcha gets in the entire run of the series. Honestly, um, kind of. I'd go without the facial hair, though. I think he looked better without the stubble. Nah, I fucking love the stubble. Um, that's what Poir jumps up and is like, Yamcha, I missed you! Poir hugs him. Or, and Yamcha hugs him back. Or hugs Poir back. And Bulma gets real jealous. So Bulma yells at him for not calling. And then Bulma says, You're gonna make it up to me, and you're gonna like it. It's like, Yeah, damn, Yamcha. Hooba hooba. Now the real training begins. <laughs> Tonight's lesson, endurance. <laughs> she can he I handle it? That's <laughs> <laughs> when we cut ahead to the day before the tournament. They just cut several months straight to the day before the tournament. Goku doesn't have a toothbrush, I wrote. <laughs> Roshi's there. He doesn't like, even know what it tooth- is. Yeah. It's very funny. Um, and that's when Roshi lets them take off the 100-pound shells. And they're just like, oh my god, I feel so light. And both boys jump like 40 feet in the air. Mm-hmm. Like just way high in the air. And they run around super fast now that they have the shells off. This Presumably becomes they... like a running theme. Like there will be someone who has some shit that's heavy on for a while, even in the Z. And then they take mm-hmm. it off and are like, I'm so light now. Yeah, I straight mm-hmm. up wrote, weighted gi, here we come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Launch reveals that she made them some dapper suits with fedoras. I know she made them. Fly as hell. Yeah. 
I did write, they're cute as hell. Little little Goku, little Krillin in their little suits. I was like, yeah. Though I am curious how Goku's hair fits the fedora. Yeah, they do. They look like straight up fifties mobsters. It's great. As with launch, like wish them farewell, and they drive off to catch their plane to go head to the tournament. Also, apparently, Roshi has a car. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Probably a capsule. Yeah, he just threw down a capsule. I mean, makes sense. I don't know why he has one though. He lives on an island. I guess for training. Look, never mind. If King Kai can have a car, yeah, but he's a god, and he has a planet that he can actually drive around. A very Roshi's, small one. Roshi's Island is barely big enough to walk. <laughs> it pretty much just fits the house, and then there's a little bit of leftover space. <laughs> yeah. But, anyway. That's when we cut to them on the plane. Goku is just blown away by a passenger plane, which is pretty, you know, par for the course. I No, I don't think he's been in planes before, though, right? Like, we've... Or is that only in Curse of the Blood uh, Rubies? Well, he's, he's seen the little plane at the end of the yeah. Pilaf arc that his friends rode off in. I don't know if but he has been in the been plane. In one. But yeah, he's like, holy shit, it's a plane. I'm like, dog, you've seen them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh he my has God. seen them. I don't think he's been inside one, though. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, Roshi and Krillin's grabs... reading USR News. USA. I mean, it, it just says USA. Oh, it... Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was an R. Okay. No, yeah, it just okay. literally just says. Oh, USA I was saying news. I was like, ooh, what do we think USR stands for? No, it's much less exciting. No, yeah, that, well, America I, exists in this. America does exist in here, and apparently is still under the monarchy of the Dog King. So the American <laughs> Revolution never happened, but America, but the United States of America exists. Or it's like United like a, Settlements of America. Look, the Dog King wished was a dog who just wished to be king of the world. So. Also, like whatever Bulma governments makes like a, were there. Also, jumping back a little bit, Bulma makes some reference to to she didn't know if Yancha was dead in some country in some country somewhere, which means there are other countries in the Dragon Ball world. I thought it was yeah. some like one world order type thing with the Dog King. Some country that yes. he couldn't pronounce, by the way. Yeah, is their exact wording. <laughs> uh, but they end up like fly or oh sorry, we have another <laughs> obligatory Roshi perf moment. Roshi, it like pinches the flight attendant's butt or something, and immediately and, eats shit. Yeah, get, immediately gets the shit smacked out of him, uh, proving that this flight attendant should be near the top of our power list. <laughs> that she was able to injure Roshi. No, I think you're, I think Roshi likes it. Gets off on the punishment. <laughs> That's why he keeps doing it so blatantly. Probably, as the plane flies over a big city, which is when Goku's like, "Yo, they got stars there." He's like, this, I guess, yeah, this is the first time he's seen electric light. Well, I mean, he is, one, he is dumb, and two, I don't think he's, this is, like, the first time he's been in, like, proper civilization outside of, like, some small villages. Oh, yeah. Though I guess, though I guess he did go to that gas station one time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But that's as close as he's gotten. Yeah. But, uh, that's when the plane touches down in the city, and the three of them hail a cab. They get to the tournament grounds. That's when some Apu voice guy. That's what I wrote specifically. <laughs> That's what I wrote. <laughs> so I was like, yikes. Yeah, <laughs> I also wrote Apu. Oh no, Apu voice. Exclamation I wrote, point. Oh no, the Indian Same. accent and the black guy who's in like a blinking you'll miss it thing. Followed by why always the lips. Why always but the lips. But you know what? That guy's yelling about him to go register, and it's time for the Tenkaichi Tournament! It's time to vote. 
It's not Gay. Go out to Tsutsinkaichi. <laughs> it's when they cut to them Kaichi at the, to the polls. Yeah. It does cut to them like up at the sign up guy, and he's like, I don't think. Are you entering these kids? Yeah, like, they're I all agree. like, hey, whoa. I, yeah, I agree with the sign up guy. I'm like, they hey, should not be putting cool. these kids in a fighting tournament. They should look, definitely be putting these kids in a fighting tournament. Yeah, look, we've got a dog king. We've got like a dog man that enters later. It's King sure. Furry. Please respect him. Well, we haven't been introduced formally yet. Well, I, I recognize. It. I recognize no king. <laughs> and, but there's like a dog guy that enters. There's a. We saw the monkey with the boxing gloves. Those are all fine. But the small children get the side eye. Come on. Well, yeah, because there's like giant monkeys and you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You just proved his point. Yeah. yeah, they should not have kids go up against. These I would opponents. never throw a five-year-old into a gorilla. They're thing. being blatantly ageist. <laughs> Uh, but as they're about to sign up, Yamcha calls them out to say hi, which, like, none of them recognize him because Yamcha cut the stubble and now has short hair. He looks which, like, so bad. Yeah, it's a bad look. It is a, such a bad haircut. Every time he's on screen, I just wish it would cut away so I don't have to be, which they, I don't have they to be went horrified from straight by his up, presence. <laughs> they went from straight up the best Yamcha look to straight up the worst Yamcha look. It won't be the worst one forever, but it's definitely not a great Yamcha look. I don't know. Could, Knowing all the other looks that I know, be worse. I don't know all the other looks of Yamcha. What could possibly be worse than this? It's like a weird bowl cut thing. There are, there are a few. Looks worse than Namek Gohan. I did, I did write. He says that he got it short because he's like Bulma said long hair is out this year, which I wrote. I disagree. Which means that <laughs> Bulma knows nothing of fashion. Yeah. Although you think Bulma you think is this is his you think this is dressed. payback. I think it might be. This is her payback for him being gone for months. Like, no, no, the, the long hair is definitely out. You got to cut it real short. I think. I well, think Bulma straight up, Bulma fucks his, his brain out. Yeah. Let's let's not forget, Bulma first fucked his brains out, then was like, you got to get a haircut. Well, obviously, he's got to look good first, and then the punishment come afterwards. <laughs> Maybe we can turn him into a hideous uggo. Yeah. Uh. But that's when Bulma and the rest of the gang shows up, and Goku, uh, Goku, oh, Goku introduces Yamcha to Krillin first, mm -hmm. and then Bulma and the rest of the gang show up, Goku's, like, saying hi. Do you, uh, and did Roshi's you feel good with how happy Goku was to see them? Just, yes. He was, it's been, like, a straight year. He was just, yeah, he was just like, oh my god, all my friends are here. And they're not and dead in the desert. Yeah. It's so pure. It's like the most pure thing I've seen. He was just like, my friends, Oolong, Le Poir. Legitimately a surprise. <laughs> he's happy. I do, I do love Bulma, like, it's all mad at Roshi because he's like, yo, you moved Kame House. Like, I <laughs> yeah, we to came to visit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do like that when Roshi shows up, Bulma is rightly terrified of Roshi. Yes. And that's when Roshi immediately proves why she should be because he starts perving about the bunny suit. And says the immortal line, "This that pad is more for loving than martial arts. Yes. Which, Which as like, we've seen from the training resume, isn't exactly wrong. <laughs> I don't think either pad has seen any loving, I'll be honest. <laughs> but that's when, you know, he gets his comeuppance, which, like, Bulma just pulls a hammer out of hammer space. Literal hammer space. <laughs> And just smacks him across the face. Like, there's no indication of a of a capsule. She just has a big old wooden mallet. She's a smart lady. She comes prepared. 
Yeah. <laughs> she she knew that Goku was going to be there, and with Goku came Roshi, and with Roshi, you need a big fuck-off hammer. That's it's fair. The, it's like you spritz a cat, except you need something harder. <laughs> I said Yapcha's like, we should all chill now while we can still be friends. Because tomorrow <laughs> we're rivals, and Goku's like, oh, I thought it was starting now. <laughs> For tomorrow, I break your spine. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so Yapcha's like, yo, let's chill so that tomorrow we can be rivals. Um, and then presumably they do, because we just yeah. cut straight to... Smash cut to them not chilling and going to sleep. Yeah, which I was like, oh, I kind of wanted to see that. See them all <laughs> catch up a little bit. Um, the morning comes, and all the fighters gather in the courtyard to get ready for the elimination rounds. Which, like, that's when Apu voice shows back up again to con direct them to the contest doors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The register guy tries one more time to talk him out of entering, but Goku and Krillin are like, nope. Hot <laughs> dog, we're doing this. Uh, Roshi's like, well, y'all can't fight in suits, which I disagree. Could they please? But, <laughs> but that's when Roshi gives them something that is equally as just like, for me, which is when they get their first turtle hermit orange keys. Yeah. Looks like, real I was good. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Though presumably they both just change right in front of everybody. Yeah, they don't. They don't care. They're wearing undershirts, presumably. Maybe. Maybe. We I'm don't going know. to. We I'm going to it. assume they do. I believe they are. Just, just for my they're own not sanity. underpants. Yeah, they're not wearing underpants. It's just the shirt, so it is a little bit <laughs> it's weird. Just the shirt. Mm. Just straight shirt cocking it. Yeah. That's when Roshi is like, "Yo, the first step's gonna be the elimination rounds." There's like, you get through the elimination rounds, and there's only eight actual rounds of the tournament. With the elimination rounds happening, like, three at a time. So I'm mm -hmm. like, that's how these things don't stretch on for, like, years. <laughs> <laughs> does the audience get to see the elimination round, or does that happen in private? Well, we're gonna find... Oh, the audience? I think it happens in private. It looks yeah, like Yeah, because it, it looked least. like they were in a room, but it was a pretty packed room. I didn't know if that was fighters yeah, I believe or, like, the, yeah, the elimination round, I believe, was, like, pretty private, just because, like, get the fuck, get these, get the chumps out of the way, and then it's like, boom. Okay, okay. Yeah, that I think sense. it's literally just, like, it's just the fighters... Let's have them all duke it out, see who the eight best are, and then go to the tournament. That makes sense. Okay. Mm. But, uh, that's when Roshi, or that's when Bulma, like, encourages Yamcha to do his best. And Put the your gut music. into it. Oh, yeah. Which is a phrase that nobody has ever said, and nobody will say. Oh, hell no. But that's when the tournament music starts playing, which I just wrote, the tourney music slaps hard. There's, like, some track that plays right as they're, like, going in. And I was like, holy shit, this is a good track. Um, then they go into the back room, which has, like, three separate little arenas, it looks like. Mm -hmm. um, so that matches can go up against, you know, simultaneously. And Goku and Krillin are kind of, like, sizing up the competition, being like, these guys look tough. That's when the gong rings. And the tournament begins next at time, the, because that's the end the of the episode. the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Says, like the tournament begins. <laughs> Cut to credits. Yeah, after these messages, after these messages. So I was like, God damn it! <laughs> but yeah, and that's that's it. That's the end of episode nineteen, and we're getting ready for the tournament arc. But first, say, we'll have to watch the movie. Oh shit! Is path? No, not path to power. It is um, the Sleeping Princess, Curse the Sleeping Princess, oh. something like that. Yeah. So next episode we're watching Curse of Sleeping Princess and then one episode. Yep. If like I'm pretty sure Curse of Sleeping Princess is only like 
45, 50, yeah. It's not too long. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like Blood Rupees. Yeah. Okay. The thing, most of the Dragon Ball movie specials aren't feature length. Yeah, or I've like, never seen these movies, so I'm very excited to see what this movie is like. Yeah, most, of the, the, yeah, most of the Dragon Ball movies yeah. aren't. I believe the last one is like a, a feature length film. Super Broly is. Like, Super Broly is like an hour 20, I think. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, yeah, they but, put uh, that one yeah. in theaters. That's, uh, that's the end of this. And, yeah, I like these episodes. This is a welcome change from the last three that weren't as good. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, actually, there's actually stuff that happens in this one. Yeah. And more <laughs> so, we get those, like, great little character moments, great little training moments that I'm like, mm-hmm. I get why this is when it started to take off. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I feel like you get more if you've been in it since the peel-off arc, because you're already, like, invested with these characters, which is what makes the moment when Goku sees Yamcha and Bulma and all of them, like, really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's so happy to see them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just I really liked these episodes. Like the training montage was cool, the animation was pretty, the story beats were nice. Like there were lots of good little character moments mm-hmm. that really speak to like who these people are and who they will become. Um, as well as some like fun gags, as well as some not so fun gags. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Roshi stuff is starting to real get real rough it's, now. Yeah. It's like, a, it's a different time, but that doesn't make it okay. It really doesn't. No. no. But I do like them running away from a shark slash T-Rex, which is not a T-Rex at all, I would like to point out. <laughs> like, That's a T-Rex. That's not a T-Rex. I know dinosaurs. No. You mean the Indominus Rex? Yeah, the Indominus. It's not even an Indominus Rex. It's not even a... What's the raptor called? The... Fuck. I don't remember. Indoraptor. Got there. God. Um, boom. Look at that. It the oh, Jurassic Park history have, is strong I still haven't watched the second Jurassic World you probably don't need a, to until they make a third one and if the third one cap, you know, capitalize on, on the promise of the end of the second one then don't watch it but if they do mm. make a third one that is based off what happens at the end of the second one I will say you should watch it <laughs> I'll keep that in mind spoiler no, alerts um, they release the dinosaurs into the USA that's the end of the that's, second film. They're fuck, like, fuck it, that's dinosaurs the, are out. I mean, that's the second time dinosaurs have been on the main continent. But they're like, the no, we're gonna try to make the, We're gonna try to make it that like they live here. Who knows? Maybe it'll actually be worth watching any of those this time. We'll see. It's gonna go Fast and Furious levels of stupid, I think. So I'm kind of excited. <laughs> Look, if the Fast and Furious franchise doesn't end on the moon, then I don't even know what they're doing. That's yeah. That's just gotta happen at this point, I guess. It's the only logical escalation. Speaking of series that escalate, Dragon Ball. (laughs) These episodes... (laughs) No, these episodes are, like, real delightful. And this is Yeah, we're about to get to the escalation, too, where it's like, Mm -hmm. this shit's about to pop off. Big old punch boy time. I'm I'm excited for. Because I'm like, I'm liking the little character moments. I'm liking how they're building this. Um, I'm curious to see how it goes as Dragon Ball continues. Like, I know how Z goes, but... It's interesting watching Dragon Ball to see, like, the escalation and knowing it's still so much lower than where they get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, this series started with, we gotta stop this weird little blue imp from wishing on the Dragon Balls to... Become the emperor and do... With it. Yeah. Uh, don't forget that the, this series eventually escalates to, yo, we gotta eliminate these other fighters in this tournament or our entire universe will be erased from existence. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Eventually, this show just keeps going back to tournament. <laughs> yeah, it is like tournaments are the the bread and butter of Dragon Ball. I mean, Dragon Ball is kind of one of the first like shonens with like a big tournament arc. I wouldn't say it's the first, but to my knowledge, it's like one of the first that made that like a thing. Yeah, but it's like one of those now things other... that just makes it popular. Yeah, people just mm-hmm. like yeah. the simple concept. Well, yeah, it, it gives like a nice structure to be like, all right, you obviously have to climb up these tiers. Mm-hmm. We have a goal. You have a built-in way to show like who the big bad slash the big adversary is going to be. Yeah, it's just like, well, who else is climbing up and is looking like they're going to hit the number one spot? So it's just like it offers a really nice, very simple structure to set up for a lot of great character moments slash battles yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i can see how this like took off because it's yeah, just like all right like, real here's... weird and interesting battles coming up and i'm excited i am so Should excited be good and this movie i have no idea what's it about really i have never watched yeah, the movie so I'm, I'm excited for another movie i am less excited about Why? the movie than the rest of this i'm not unexcited i'm just like less excited than i am about i want to see the fight wanna... dracula but i want to see the tournament I cannot wait. Oh, sorry, it's not Dracula. Fight. They fight the devil. My bad. Hello, card. I, just straight up Satan. I believe <laughs> they just literally go, that's the devil. Oh, I <laughs> didn't know that. Now I'm pumped for the movie. <laughs> Which, like, they even go to hell at some point in this series, and there's no Satan. Like, no definitive Satan. Because they no. killed a couple of demon guys. Gaz and Mez. But no, no Satan. <laughs> but no, um... Yeah, these are good episodes. They have a lot of good like character building, um, and I was just happy to see them. Well structured, well paced, um, and a lot of fun to watch, and really beautifully animated. Like I still think about that three shot of Goku, Krillin, and Roshi running on the beach. And I was just like, that's a nice way to show like the training has begun in earnest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just wish we didn't have to watch the three episodes before these three episodes to get here. Yeah. Yeah, you could have turned the launch introduction and all of that to really just one, maybe one and a half episodes. Yeah, and we would have lost nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which does make me wonder how much of that is from the manga and how much of that was filler. Because they were releasing this pretty neck and neck with the manga, so there's a lot of times where, like, half the reason Dragon Ball's pacing and Dragon Ball Z's pacing slows down to a crawl is they're just trying to buy time until manga comes out. I would mm-hmm. say I bet the humor is all Toriyama and there's other stuff that's filler, but I bet the humor itself is kind of all Toriyama. Yeah. Probably. Oh no, for better and for worse, all of that is very Toriyama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this was... Pour one out for us. <laughs> but no, overall, I was real happy with these episodes and i'm yeah. excited to see mm-hmm. when the tournament gets going in earnest um and I'm, i am kind of excited to watch another movie just because i know like the animation's going to be beautiful because they're you know got higher budget and more time at least ideally i mean we'll see how that works out in practice but in the case of the last movie it looked very very nice yeah I, i've never seen the movie so i'm like really excited just to watch them because i've never seen them before and uh, see what they kind of like to do to spin around on this on this because it's all like weird recuts of things still. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is like but, this is gonna be the retelling of the training arc, but instead they're gonna go try to save a lady from a castle, I assume. Presumably, yes. Hopefully, <laughs> otherwise I want my money back. 
but we got some really good stuff out of the Blood Rubies one. There's some great fights. Um, interesting ways that they restructured stuff. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. Like the move, the Blood Rubies was really good. I did actually really enjoy that. Even yeah. if it like it definitely does not fit into the canon at all, it was a fun movie, and the animation was really pretty. So yeah, thank you all for joining us. Uh, this has been another episode, episode seven. <laughs> so make mm-hmm. your wish of the world's strongest podcast. Which yes, <laughs> celebrate the short kings in your life. Yes. I think that's the lesson. <laughs> short kings in your life. <laughs> I think that's the lesson we need to draw from these episodes and mm-hmm. from this show in general. There's always a king. There's always a king. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And stop.